Well, hello, Texas fans, and welcome back to another segment of the Horns Illustrated Beyond the Stats podcast. As always, I'm Riley Zayas, one of the writers for HornsIllustrated.com, joined here by Luke White. Luke, how are you doing today? Doing good. Excited to talk about uh, Texas' most recent NCAA tournament basketball game. Yeah, you know, it was, it was an exciting game. We, we saw a little bit of everything, but I'll tell you what, Texas fell to Abilene Christian, what some are considering the biggest upset of the tournament. Uh, Abilene Christian, number 14 seed Wildcats, uh, defeat the three seed Texas Longhorns 53-52 late Saturday night. And uh, Luke and I will discuss all that coming up here on the next segment. But before we do, make sure to follow Horns Illustrated on all things social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram keeping you up to date with the latest from the Longhorns. And, Luke, I mean, this was a loss that I don't think you or I saw coming. We knew how good Abilene Christian was. We talked about it last week, and we talked about the threat that the Wildcats posed to the Longhorns' deep tournament run or what they were trying to put together. And uh, Abilene Christian accomplished it. From your perspective, I mean, is there one or two things that you can put your finger on that really determined uh, the outcome of this game? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, the first of those two was definitely the defense that Abilene Christian played. Uh, uh, going to this game, they actually led uh, Division One basketball uh, in turnovers forced uh, on their opponents, and that was uh, never more present or uh, evident, I should say, than in this game versus Texas. Texas finished the night with 23 turnovers, a season high, and I think that was really kind of an X factor in this game that really uh, carried the Wildcats to a victory. In addition, I think the other uh, the other X factor in this game was the uh, offensive rebounds by Abilene Christian, and you know, uh, time and time again during this game, we saw them. You know, if they missed a shot, they would go back get the offensive rebound, and uh, many times, you know, make that second chance shot, and that's kind of what uh, uh, also led them to victory here. Uh, Texas couldn't, you know, kind of match that intensity, couldn't match that hustle, and that's why uh, they couldn't move on. Yeah, you know, that, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, you talked about the offensive boards. Uh, Texas out-rebounded offensively 18-5. to That should not happen uh, in, in any game. Texas just lacked, as you mentioned, the, the ability to play the post. And Evelyn Christian was playing a smaller lineup for the majority of the game, but it was those turnovers that really cost Texas because you look at the shooting stats, I mean, how often do you lose a game when you shoot 45% from the field, 35% from three-point range, especially when your opponent shoots 29% from the field and 16.7% from behind the arc? I mean, th- those shooting stats uh, don't really tell the whole story of the game because Adelaide's Christian's defense was just suffocating. I don't think Texas was quite expecting to see what they saw and uh, just the game got a little bit out of hand. Now, Andrew Jones hit that three late uh, to, to tie it up. And, Luke, from your perspective, I mean, that late foul was called, sent Joe Pleasant to the line. Pleasant, worst free throw shooter on Abilene Christian's team, makes both, gives, you know, ACU the 53-52 win as Texas doesn't even get a shot off uh, with just over a second left. I mean, that late foul call, a lot of controversy surrounding that. 
what was your perspective? I mean, how, how did you see that call going? Should it have been a no call or, or was it the right, you know, call from the officials considering uh, the way they'd be officiating the game so far that night? Well, kind of rewatching that play, obviously I'm not a basketball official or a referee, but from what I saw, it did look like Matt Coleman. Uh, and he also echoed this in the postgame press conference uh, that uh, there was a loose ball and both him and Joe Pleasant went for it. And uh, based off the replay, it looked like Coleman's uh, right arm kind of uh, went over, or kind of uh, maybe hit uh, Pleasant's body or his chest. And that's what uh, forced him to the line. And I really thought that was kind of ironic, you know, Matt Coleman was just coming off to, uh, carrying Texas to a victory over Texas Tech in the Big 12 championship with those two clutch uh, free throws with only a second left. And now the roles have been reversed with Abilene Christian uh, going to the charity stripe and Matt Coleman committing the foul. So it, I, it's just a really crazy ending to the season in general, uh, especially when you think of how well Texas had been playing. You know, They've been playing some of their best basketball uh, of the season lately, winning uh, at least, I think, five or six straight coming off a Big 12 tournament uh, championship win. And uh, another thing that's worth mentioning is Courtney Ring and Andrew Jones, as good as Texas have been playing, Matt Coleman and Jericho Sims, uh, especially, especially, been, especially sorry, as they had been playing during this uh, winning streak, uh, Courtney Ring and Andrew Jones just really uh, weren't playing uh, to their uh, full potential during that win streak, especially uh, during the Big 12 championship and during this game versus Abilene Christian, you know, they weren't hitting those same uh, the amount of three-pointers that uh, they're known for. And, uh, you know, their field goal, per- field goal percentage just wasn't that high. So I think that's uh, something just kind of worth uh, mentioning. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Uh, you know, and I think when it comes down to it as well, you know, we talked briefly earlier on about the post play for Texas and how much it seemed to lack. You know, Greg Brown came into this season. He was this hyped-up freshman All-American candidate, five-star recruit, and he started the season really, really well but tended to fizzle out. I mean, over the last 10 or so games, we saw him play just six minutes and score three points. You need a guy like him to be playing more than six minutes in a game no matter who you're playing against because he's always a plus whenever you have him on the floor. And uh, just some unfortunate things, you know, he wasn't able to play too much. And uh, that put more pressure on the guards to make shots. And, and they, they responded for the most part shooting-wise. But defensively, once Abilene Christian got to the high post, they tended to be able to work it and get some of those short-range shots, which kept them in the game, especially early on uh, in the second half. No question. And I like what you brought up about Greg Brown. Is he's a guy that had a very promising start to his season, and he was looking like he could be one of the top freshmen in the country, kind of on that Cade Cunningham level. Uh, but we really saw his production, and especially towards the end of his season and postseason, his playing time just really started to fizzle out. And uh, uh, as many people know, he was not uh, he was benched for the start of the uh, Oklahoma State Big 12 Championship in favor of Kai Jones, and that really ended up paying off for Texas. And it looked like a very smart move from Shaka Smart, which it was. And uh, Smart kind of tried that same strategy in this game versus Abilene Christian, but it just really did not pay off. I believe uh, Greg Brown, looking at the stats, he only had three total points and one uh, one rebound – or sorry, no rebounds, no rebounds. And uh, so very little production 
Uh, and really, uh, I think that's interesting. Just uh, noting he had a great start of the season and just uh, down the stretch could not match that same production. Yeah, I mean, it, really what you saw, I think, though, was you mentioned Kai Jones. Now, maybe we didn't see the amount of play defensively from the post and Kai Jones and Jericho Sims that, that we wanted. But I tell you what, Kai Jones, I mean, stayed on the floor. He managed to stay on the floor, uh, did not not pick up a high amount of fouls, uh, 31 minutes, played 11 points, three rebounds. I mean, he played solid, but again, it was just Abilene Christian really going to work in the paint. Now, Colton Cole, a uh, seven-footer that we talked about a good amount on our preview podcast for this game, only scored six points in 19 minutes of action, but it was Joe Pleasant, as we mentioned, the guy who knocked down those two free throws uh, to, to put Abilene Christian in front there at the very end, uh, had 11 points in 27 minutes, nearly had a double-double with eight rebounds. And so Abilene Christian just seemed to take advantage and, and use what they could. They may not have had the same amount of experience or depth that Texas did, but they worked on it. Uh, they went to work and ultimately came away with the win. Now, really quickly, Shaka Smart uh, addressed the media post game. Here's a little bit of what he had to say. First of all, congratulations uh, to Evelyn Christian. They played terrific, uh, made some huge plays, phenomenal on the defensive end all night long. And uh, I'm sorting my hands off to their whole program. Uh, I'm just going to feel for our guys right now because, uh, you know, up until tonight we had a phenomenal season. Uh, this obviously isn't the way any of us envisioned it ending, uh, but this is. One of the facts of the NCAA tournament is one team gets to stay and one team goes home. There you had it. Shaka Smart, one team gets to stay, one team goes home. And unfortunately, it was Texas going home, uh, losing to uh, an in-state opponent, Nabling Christian. And Luke, anything else uh, that you kind of wanted to add? You know, when kind of summarizing up this Texas season, I just wanted to say I don't think either one of us saw it ending this soon and it seemed like the run was cut way, way too short because this team had a whole lot of potential. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, but it's also worth noting about, I don't think anyone really saw Texas, you know, uh, ended, uh, sorry, I don't think anybody really expected Texas, you know, this season to play as well as they did, in all honesty, you know. They did kind of bring back their entire team from last season, plus the addition of uh, top freshman Greg Brown, uh, very highly touted high school recruit. But, uh, you know, Texas, this is a team that grabbed a number four national ranking and won the Big 12 uh, tournament and uh, ended up earning the number three seed in the NCAA tournament. So I really think they got the most out of the uh, players they had and uh, were able to use them to their full potential in production. So it really was a great season for Texas. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the team looks like next season because you have to figure that both Greg Brown and Kai Jones will declare for the NBA draft. Then their seniors, such as Matt Coleman, Jericho Sims, uh, Jace Febris. And uh, while they do have the opportunity to stay for another year, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they take advantage of that NCAA offer. So just really excited to see what the team looks like next year, because I feel like you could have guys that from a team this season are going to come back hungry and uh, wanting to, you know, obviously go further in the tournament. And, you know, there's also talk about whether even Shaka Smart could be back next year. I really think he will be after having such a great season. And it's evident that the players and coaches and really community uh, like him, uh, he just, he's kind of struggled to kind of translate that uh, the talent he has on the team into 
uh, success in the NCAA tournament. So uh, we'll see uh, what the team is going to look like next year because there's a chance there could be some big changes. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing with this whole thing with Shaka Smart is the fact that they really did put together such a good season. I mean, we, we saw them uh, have some struggles, have some tough stretches, you know, uh, and, and a little bit of a losing skid there towards the, the midpoint of conference play. But I tell you what, they battled. Uh, they won the Big 12 tournament, first time ever in program history. I mean, it doesn't happen too often. Uh, for, for a team to be able to do that and then end up losing in the first round, which is why you know we're calling it an upset. But as far as Shaka Smart's future goes, I mean, I'm hearing both th- both sides of, of it. The one fact that a lot of people are bringing up is Tom Herman had a pretty solid season. Now, of course, didn't win the Big 12 championship, so that may have had something to do with it, but did win the bowl game in the Alma Bowl and still uh, was let go after the season. Some people are saying that could be the same thing with Shaka Smart. But Luke, I have to agree with you. I think they're gonna give him another chance after you know what they put together. Sometimes you can't help uh, early first round exit. I mean, it's just the way March goes. It is. You're absolutely right, and I think me and you were both kind of hearing the same things about you know, I guess success in uh, college basketball is only measured kind of uh, by how far you go to the NCAA tournament. But this is certainly a Texas team, and I think it could be a Texas team where in the future they're competing for NCAA uh, championships. And that's not what it was in like this season. Uh, Texas was almost a given, it seemed like, to reach at least a Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight even. Some people haven't gone to the Final Four. So uh, there's certainly a lot of question marks for next season. And uh, I don't know. This is what college basketball and March Madness is all about, though. You know, these uh, low-seeded teams, you know, coming up against these uh, kind of uh, – Obviously, big teams. Uh, it's like a David, a David versus Goliath story, and you know, a team that's not seen it as you know having much talent or being very uh, successful comes on comes into uh, a defeated team like the University of Texas. Yeah, we've seen it even with Oral Roberts. I mean, now going the Sweet Sixteen as the number fifteen seed. I mean, you, 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 nobody was expecting that. I don't think outside of uh, the Oral Roberts community and and fan base so i mean you have those big upsets we've seen them time and time again even in this tournament and there you have it texas fans the latest from the horns illustrated beyond the stats podcast from riley zays and luke white have a great week hook them horns hook them